are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 7th of July. Mike Conley's market. Who are the teams with cap space? Who are the teams that need a point guard? Who are the teams that could win a championship? We'll digest what Mike Conley might get in the open market and how it impacts the Utah Jazz. Points gained. What free agents should we go look for and talk to according to that metric? Plus, game one finals breakdown. Chris Paul was the player we dreamed of. I'll explain. Plus, Adam Silver holds his yearly press conference and a rumor floating around the NBA that could impact the Utah Jazz. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Give you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. The show is now live most days, or it has been every day. We'll see how long this lasts. There's some reasons why it might not. Like when I'm in Hawaii doing shows, doesn't do me any good to do it at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, or... 12 o'clock at night or whatever it might be. Anyway, uh, we're now live almost every day. Right now it is airing on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, uh, as well as Periscope. Shortly, it will only be coming to you via uh, YouTube. So please subscribe at Locked On Live uh, and grab it there. Today's show is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join our Locked On hosts in their lockdown rooms in Spotify. Green Room today's episode is also brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 car- calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. All right. Uh, I want to talk about, there were a bunch of things here. Uh, good morning to all who have joined us live. Thank you very much. Um, one of the things I said I do is the draft stuff. I did the draft research last night. We'll get to it. I just, we have other things that we're pressing right now, but we will start breaking down all of the draft players by numbers like we have in the years past. And it's been pretty successful and pretty revealing. So we'll have that for you. Uh, what I want to talk about today was kind of the free agent market and what's out there for Mike Conley. So the first thing is the big free agent is Kawhi Leonard. Everyone expects he'll stay with the Clippers. And he's probably the first one to grab cap space. Then it's interesting. It's DeMar DeRozan and Victor Oladipo and Tim Hardaway Jr. And then a ton of point guards, Chris Paul, who I wouldn't put it by Chris Paul at all to leave Phoenix, even if they win the title and go to New York and decide that's going to be his last act. Mike Conley is right up near the top of that. Kyle Lowry out of Toronto, very similar. Dennis Schroeder says he wants $100 million. That might mean he's willing to leave the Lakers. Lakers might be willing to leave, have him leave. Reggie Jackson will be a free agent and appealing because the Clippers with their cap situation will have a hard time trying to go grab him. And these are just the point guards, Goran Dragic, Spencer Dinwiddie, Derek Rose, Kemba Walker. So it's a loaded, well, it's not a great free agent market. It's a loaded point guard free agent market. The, the, the non free, Free age, the non point guard free agents aren't great. It's cool. So that that they are not going to gobble up. It's a 32 year old DeRozan. You got to figure out what you want to do with him. It's Kawhi who's great. 
29-year-old injured Victor Oladipo, 28-year-old injured Otto Porter Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr., I think, is actually pretty interesting at 29. A 28-year-old Evan Fournier, who's only been good on Orlando when he's not when they're not great. 34-year-old Danny Green, 25-year-old Kelly Oubre, who had an up-and-down season. 30-year-old Will Barton, if he exercises his player option. Maybe that's like Spencer Dinwiddie at 28 and Josh Richardson, if he exercises his player option at 28. And then, I, I don't know. Then, you know, John Collins, Lonzo Ball could really gobble up some some uh, space. I like Doug McDermott as an unrestricted free agent later in that process. Um, and there's some other interest, you know, Alec Burks is actually an unrestricted free agent after 10 years in league. He's probably established himself to have some value. But there's not of the marquee names, they're almost all point guards. So that's the first thing that's interesting. If Kawhi stays, then other than DeMar DeRozan, there's not a lot of guys that are eating up salary cap space from other positions. And again, the free agent point guards on the market, if in probably in order of interest, are Chris Paul, Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, those could probably be interchangeable. Dennis Schroeder, someone might want. Reggie Jackson, Goran Dragic, Spencer Dinwiddie, Derek Rose. And then the last one I throw in here is Kemba Walker for a trade. So what's really interesting is there are probably, if Goran Dragic is not starting level and Derek Rose is just really solid backup, but definitely impactful. There are nine point guards that are available that could probably start an opening day that could change teams. It's a lot. It's a really big market of players right now. So who has space? And and where do they fit in this? So there's two things here when we talk about Mike Conley's market. The first thing we're going to talk about is, okay, one is if Mike Conley pushes too far, and wants 32, well, I might take Dennis Schroeder for 20. Though Dennis Schroeder says he wants 100 million, right? Um, you know, at some point, Spencer Dinwiddie's length might be appealing to me rather than Mike Conley at 6'1 if Mike Conley's number gets too high. So this can kind of go either way here. Um, when there's this many guards on the market, it should negatively impact the the price by which Mike Conley gets on the market. Now, someone might decide they want Mike Conley and that they, they're they bidding for Kyle Lowry or Mike Conley and that Mike Conley is just so much better. So we'll see. Um, so let's start. Here are the teams with cap space, kind of where they're, what their situation is. And then, you know, you can kind of try to figure out what happens here. So Oklahoma City has 60 million. I don't think they're ready to put the chips in yet. They're going to use those as chess pieces. They're already trading Kemba Walker. They don't count. Chicago should have $51 million of cap space. That's a little interesting to me. Um, in this sense, Phoenix success this year could make some teams put their make a run faster than they would have otherwise. Chicago, by making the Vukovic trade, is in, right? They've made that commitment. And they're weak at point guard. Kobe White, 
is a interesting young player out of North Carolina who is not really truly a point guard. Thomas Sadoransky played some point guard last year. They're interesting. I could see them deciding that Kyle Lowry's toughness and veteran leadership to go with Zach Levine pushes them over the top. I could see them deciding that maybe with Mike that Mike Conley could fit for them. Dennis Schroeder and Reggie Jackson are a little different, but maybe Reggie Jackson relieves some of that burden at a lower number. So Chicago has $51 million of cap space. Now they also have to deal with, you know, none of these things are ever that simple, but Chicago to me is a real player here um, a little bit in, in what we're talking about. And here's um, the one thing you, you'd have to, on them that you have to figure out um, is, and they've got Zach Levine lingering in a year that they have to deal with. Um, they do have the Lori Markin and restricted free agency, which I think someone's going to offer Lori Markin and money and he, they're not going to match it. So I think Markin a player here. Oklahoma city could go spend some money there to go add that as a piece. If they believe in that, um, kick the tires on it. I think that's a possibility. So keep an eye on Chicago. Chicago to me is a really big player in this point guard market. The Spurs are at 52 million. Of cap space. They have to decide what they're going to do with DeMar DeRozan. I'm assuming they're going to move on from that, and DeMar DeRozan's going to switch teams and be a free agent and available to somebody out there. They already have DeJounte Murray. Patty Mills is a free agent. They already have Derek White. I, I'd be really surprised if this is a place where they go grab a free agent. Now, if they decide to go get a Reggie Jackson or a veteran Goran Dragic or even a Spencer Dinwiddie to match to their length, that might make some sense to me, but they don't have a small forward. They don't have a power forward on their roster. Um, they don't really have a center. They have Jakob Pertl. Uh, I I don't know that they're, you know, they've got a ton of these young players in Murray, in White, in Vassell, in Lonnie Walker. I don't think they really need to add another guard. I don't see the Spurs as a likely player here. Detroit comes in next at $46 million. And again, I'm not sure where they are in the timeline. And I think timelines in the league are going to change because of what the Suns have just done. I think owners are going to get eager and decide that they're willing to do things. But Troy Weaver's taken over there and is rebuilding this roster with Sadiq Bay and Killian Hayes and Dumbayu and Jeremy Grant. And they're still, you know, they're going to add Cade Cunningham. So I don't suspect that any they're of interest. I also don't suspect that that's a place in their stage where Mike Conley wants to go. Right. So I think that makes a play there. So our opening top money cap teams for Mike Conley's situation, Oklahoma city. I don't think he's interested. Chicago. I think is a real player. I think they could tell a story and make you believe they're going to contend Detroit. I don't think they're interested in San Antonio. So we're to one. There's a wild card, big one coming up here. And then there's like four that are, there's two big ones that really make sense. And there's like three others that don't. And I think when we're done with this, we'll be down with like three suitors for Mike Conley in the open market without a sign and trade as we continue. Today's show, a Wednesday edition of the show is brought to you by our friends over at Intercap Lending. That's my good friend, Steve Carter. That's customer service at its finest. That's what makes Locked On such a special community is that we have guys that are really Steve Carter to me is a big part of our show. I mean, really is because Steve Carter helps locked on listeners 
get in the houses, get deals done. And he's been amazing for us. And multiple lockdown people have gone to him and had the same experience. Steve's number is 385-885-28. He is our personal loan officer at Intercap Lending. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit Intercap Lending. What separates Intercap Lending from others? Well, simply they're getting deals done, but they're hyper-responsive. They embrace change. And then Steve Carter leads a borrower experience that's different than anything you'll ever have. With his amazing receptiveness, his ability to help you out, he's just blown us away. I've done two deals with him. My uh, my COO, Carl Weinstein, on it, and multiple, multiple lockdown listeners. Feel free to email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com, and I'll just set you up with Steve, or you can call him directly, but make sure you tell him with your lockdown so that you get the lockdown discount at 385-885-28. That's Steve Carter, 385-885-28. Before I started the show today, you know what I did? I ordered my grasshopper cookies. That's right. With the promo code LOCK15, I got 15% off the new Grasshopper Cookie Built Bars. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Candy bar, protein bar, it's hard to tell. But Grasshopper Cookie Bar is real chocolate pieces, and they it's the thin mint cookie of protein bars is what it is. It's the Grasshopper Cookie. It's available right now, as is German Chocolate Cake Special. Uh, available plus the regular nine flavors all there for you. Promo code is LOCKED15. You get 15% off. I just ordered two boxes this morning, 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, four net carbs, four sugars, six grams of fiber, and 17 grams of protein. Built Bar, best tasting candy bar, excuse me, protein bar in the market. Tastes like a candy bar with 100% real chocolate and 100% really delicious it's Built Bar and Grasshopper Cookie Bar is the special one available right now. Go get your order. If you're in the chat room live and you do it while we're on the show, just let me know. Uh, promo code is LOCKED15. Love to get you aboard with Built Bar and the Grasshopper, brand new Grasshopper Cookie Built Bar. Go grab it at Built.com. By the way, the NBA Finals and the road to the NBA Finals here on Locked On has been brought to you the entire time, and we appreciate them, by Michelob Ultra, bringing you the road to the NBA Finals uh, for you. Lock On is taking another major step. This is pretty incredible and exciting. Uh, one, we have the ultimate Locked On mock draft coming uh, for you, presented by Odyssey and Locked On, featuring analysis from the greatest of all time, NBA draft expert Chad Ford, Odyssey NBA expert Brian Scalbrini, former NBA general manager Ryan McDonough, our local NBA local experts, the ultimate mock draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast, will be launching shortly. We'll also be doing a live NBA draft show on draft night uh, for everybody on OTT, YouTube, Twitch, all sorts of others through um, our Tegna, uh, our TV, well, our owner, really at that point. Um, all right, let's get back to this. Uh, so we've looked at Oklahoma city. No, we've looked at Detroit. No, we've looked at San Antonio. We said, no, Chicago's a real player. The Knicks have $72 million of cap space. Now, one of the discussions out there is whether or not the Chris Paul is rumored possibility that Chris Paul leaves Phoenix sides to end his career in New York. Um, maybe brings back Carmelo for all we know and the craziness of all of it. Um, that's rumored out there. 
Are the Knicks a championship contender if they add Mike Conley? Or does Mike Conley just want the experience? Or is Mike Conley and his influence? Instagram influencer wife seems wonderful, Mary, but I mean, like it's, it's influence. Like that's part of what she does. New York would be a big deal. Is New York a player in this? Here's my take on this. I don't know that I really think New York's a player, but with $72 million cap space, I'm certain that Mike Conley's agent thinks New York is a player. And so they'll talk to New York and New York will drive the market price up. The, The thing that's tricky about this is it really only takes one other player to move the meter on this. Now, Derek Rose is an unrestricted free agent. Alfred Payton's an unrestricted free agent. The Knicks simply don't have a point guard. The Knicks have RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, Julius Randle, Obi Topham, and Mitchell Robinson under contract. And that's it. And otherwise, they're available to completely rebuild their roster. They also have um, Kevin Knox. I'm not sure that they care about that. So the Knicks, to me, are a player in the Mike Conley market. Toronto has $34 million of cap space, but if Toronto's going to move past Kyle Lowry, are they really replacing Kyle Lowry with the services of Mike Conley? I don't think that's likely. If Why would they go to a little bit smaller, not someone who's a core of their franchise? Like They're just not going to do that. They're pro- Lowry and Conley are going to get similar prices out on the market. Maybe Conley gets a little bit more. Maybe Mike gets a little bit more. I'm not even sure that I know which one of those gets more money on the market. I can't see Toronto pivoting from Kyle Lowry to Mike Conley. So I'm taking Toronto off the market. But what gets super interesting here is if the Philadelphia native in Kyle Lowry doesn't re-sign in Toronto and stays on the free agent market, now if you're New York, we got New York and Chicago, two teams we brought up already, okay, Chris Paul's a possibility. Seems unlikely right now with him in the finals, but I wouldn't put it by Chris Paul. He seems no problem moving. So you have Mike Conley. You have Kyle Lowry. You have Dennis Schroeder. You have Reggie Jackson. You have Kemba Walker via trade. You have Derrick Rose resigning with Tom Thibodeau in New York. You have Spencer Dinwiddie coming off an ACL. Like where does, does Chicago decide that Kyle Lowry's their guy? Now Mike Conley just has New York as we're talking right now. The next one is Dallas. Dallas has $35 million of cap space. I think is a realistic player here. I don't, does Jason Kidd only like big point guards like himself? I really don't know like whether, what, how, what Jason Kidd's influence on it, what the Nike influence on it is with their new GM. They under roster next year, they do have Jalen Brunson. They do have Trey Burke on roster. They have Josh Richardson and Josh Green. They're really short at small forward with Dorian Finney-Smith. They have Chris Tapps-Prazingis. They have Dwight Powell. They have some cap space, but they also have just a lot of guys under contract. But I do think Dallas is a player here. Relieve some of the ball handling burden from Luca. Luca's so big, you probably can go small there. It's just they're very different. We think of them as the Rick Carlisle Mavericks, and that's really not who they are anymore. And that changes a little bit of the outlook. And the Cleveland is at 33. I don't think they're a player. I'm just going to slide through them. Charlotte's at 30. I don't think they're a player. Miami at 28 million is interesting. So Miami, again, you get to go to Miami. So that's the positive. Um, and 
Miami on their roster right now has been was really holding out for Giannis. So all they have left on their roster right now is Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Precious Achua. They have four players on their roster. Duncan Robinson's a restricted free agent, and that's about it. So they have a but they don't have a ton of cap space. They have about 28 million. They're going to have a hard time filling this roster. It will be interesting to see what Miami does here. So again, to wrap this kind of up, what I see for Mike Conley is the following potential. Chicago, I think, is a real player for someone. Chicago adds a point guard and tries to accelerate their growth. They showed it with the trade deadline, Nikola Vukovic. They're making a strong play. Dallas at 35 million could be a with cap space could be a real player here to put a point true point guard with Luca, depending on how Jason Kidd does it or whether Luke is willing to let the ball get out of his hands. The Knicks at 72 million are a player, I think, to go put somebody to uh, have something. And I think Miami's a subtle player. So there's four spots for free agent money for point guards. But again, Chris Paul, Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry. Dennis Schroeder, Reggie Jackson, Goran Dragic, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kemba Walker via trade, and Derrick Rose. They don't all take a full spot. The Knicks could do Derrick Rose and somebody. Somebody could do spent Miami could do Spencer Dinwiddie maybe and something. But it does the Knicks have enough cap. Miami couldn't do both and have an impact. There are nine available free agents out there that are point guards that could start. In a lot of ways, I see there are four teams with cap space that are willing to go do it. The market should depress the value a little bit, and it's a question of whether if Mike can really find a better fit. Dallas is an interesting fit. Chicago's an interesting fit. And maybe Mike, before his career is over, wants a large market experience like a Miami or a New York to at least feel that, having done Memphis and Utah. That would be a wild card you couldn't fight. But otherwise, it doesn't feel that daunting to me particularly because I suspect Kyle Lowry takes one of those spots. Let's say Kyle Lowry signs in Chicago. Now you're down to three spots. Does Dallas sign Reggie Jackson just to hurt the Clippers more than to hurt the Jazz? He's a little bigger. He's in the score. He can shoot. He can do some things. Or do they go try to get a Mike Conley? Does Miami want Mike Conley? Does Miami want someone like Spencer Dinwiddie? Do they want a Dennis Schroeder? Like, I don't think Dennis Schroeder matches Miami's persona. Um, but what do they want and what do they do in those regards? I think it's super interesting there. And I don't know, you know, on that. So I, I don't feel like it. Now, the last piece of this puzzle when talking about Mike Conley is are there teams where Mike Conley was a championship contender that Mike Conley says, I want to be traded to and they need him. So, and then it's a sign and trade. Then the, then, then the, Jazz actually at that point have some leverage because they get to pull off the sign and trade for the money. So let's say he says, I want to go to Philadelphia. And, you know, are we willing to take, I don't, you know, 20 million? Do we put together a package where we're willing to take and we take George Hill's non guaranteed contract and some player in that process to get to the right 20, 25 million that Mike Conley? might want on the 20 million that Mike Conley might want on the marketplace. There aren't a lot of pieces that, that get that done, by the way, other than Seth Curry um, for Philadelphia. So that gets tricky. George Hill's non-guaranteed contract that you move off of. And I don't think the Jazz are willing to take Tobias Harris, frankly, 
at 35 million for the next three years, but that's an interesting play on the Jazz. You suddenly become Tobias Harris, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, the other one is the obviously is the Los Angeles Lakers who need a point guard. Does he suddenly say, I want to go to Lakers and the Jazz have to make a trade to get that deal done because they don't have a point guard? Contavious Caldwell Pope's at 13 million on their roster. Um and Kyle Kuzma's at 13 million. And so do you suddenly do some sort of trade where I don't know that, you know, Contavious Caldwell Pope is allowed to be traded because he's part of LeBron's agency. Um, and Montrez Harrell's a player option, but I don't think we're interested. Um, where you're suddenly taking Kyle Kuzma at 13 million and um, Contavious Caldwell Pope at 13 million and Mike Conley signing a $26 million deal to be the point guard of the LA Lakers. And the Jazz are taking that as a sign and trade deal um, with the Lakers. That would be the other uh, possibility of a team out there. Um, The Clippers would be another one in theory. If they lose Reggie Jackson, they're suddenly searching um, for a point guard. It kind of, to me, frankly, after watching the way the Clippers played the playoffs, I'd be surprised if they wanted to add a six foot one, Mike Conley, Um, Patrick Beverly's at 14 million. They're stuck with Rajon Rondo for $8 million. We would probably want neither of those two players. Um, I would be interested in Marcus Morris Sr., who's at $15 million with three more years left on his contract, even though he's 31 years old, and I'm certain they wouldn't be willing to move that. So I can't – Luke Kennard is signed at $12 million starting next year. We've always been somewhat interested in Luke Kennard. I know we've kicked the tires on that in the past. Um, and so maybe there's a Luke Kennard – Rajon Rondo deal where we release Rajon Rondo and end up with Luke Kennard. Um, and Mike Conley ends up in LA for 20 million and we didn't have any leverage because otherwise we're getting nothing. And we suddenly do that and find a way to move Rajon Rondo. Those would be some possibilities. So those are the Mike Conley market things that took a little longer than I thought. Um, so I actually might push points gain back another day. Gosh, it just keeps happening. Um, but I wanted to kind of walk through the market. My, my assessment of it is, the sign and trades are hard with Philadelphia, LA, and LA. Kyle Lowry is the key pin to watch in that free agency. If he goes to Chicago first, then his choices are suddenly Miami and New York, and it's a big market versus coming or Dallas, and it's a big market appeal versus coming back to where you're comfortable. It makes me feel better about the Jazz's chances of re-signing Mike Conley, frankly, um, than before. I think I've over-prepped this one. <laughs> I have a bunch of notes I want to get to. We'll get to some of them and your questions coming up. I'm going to push points gained back a day. I'm going to push draft stuff back a day. It always happens this way. Now, this is what happens when I have to like tell you what I'm doing before a show because if we're live. Um, then usually I can go back and reset and say, well, we just didn't get to this, but that's what happens. Um, today's show is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Locked on hosts are all throughout Spotify Green Room, bringing you the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app's free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start a conversation about the league, NBA, MLB, and NHL. Locked on hosts are all hosting parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and of course, big news, rumor rooms. As well, go download the free Green Room app now on all available on all iOS devices as well as Android. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join NFL, MLB, and NHL group for your latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms, your favorite teams, and enjoy the Green Room app today. Green Room changing the way we talk about sports. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. They nailed the Phoenix Suns last night. 
um, and what they expected. Uh, on that one, Phoenix was a massive, massive uh, favorite. I thought a little surprising, but then when Giannis came back, uh, they held to it impressively, and it held, uh, let's see, U19, by the way. The USA today is a 54-and-a-half-point favorite against South Korea. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, game two of the NBA Finals, the Suns are five-and-a-half-point favorite still over Milwaukee, even with Giannis playing. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Uh, surprising to see that. You might decide. NBA draft, we've got various numbers and first-round futures going on. Um basketball futures they've got nba series prop bets with phoenix and milwaukee if the suns are plus 265 to win this four to one most likely outcome right now is that's the most likely outcome is suns four to one at 265 then suns in seven four to three then suns in six at 425 and then the suns in a sweep are the three most likely outcomes of the series the betting number of games in the series is the is games if you want to just bet number of games or series over under 5.5 is minus 150. It's all available at betonline.ag promo code locked on gets you a 50% welcome bonus. All right, few notes for you um, on things that I wanted to get to you. Uh, game one thoughts. Uh, Chris Paul, honestly, here's what Chris Paul's done, and I, I don't mean this critically, he's become with those of us that watched John Stockton in his heyday dreamed of John Stockton to be. Chris Paul scored 73 points in the last two games. We always want Stockton to shoot more and score more and do more, and that's exactly what he's done in this ser- in the last two games. He scored 73 points. He's John- He's the modern John Stockton. He controls every second of the game. He's feisty defensively. He's undersized. He's in complete control of that manner, of every aspect of the game, and he... It, that's exactly what he is. And yet he is now showing an offensive firepower at 36 years old. You know, he's always been a 17, 18, 19 point a game guy in the most important games. He's been even bigger than that. Uh, Phoenix's length, I thought was massive in this game. That's a little daunting that Phoenix played Brooke Lopez off the floor. Like Milwaukee went to Giannis as a center and started to change the game. But here we saw Phoenix playing a center off the floor. And then Deandre Ayton was mammoth thing. We talked about yesterday on the program where, Weak side guys were coming over and they were too small to deal with DeAndre Ayton was a very big part of it. So length and secondary rim defenders um, that we talked about yesterday on the program were big. I thought the Bucks looked tired. There were a bunch of possessions where they didn't run the floor and get all the way down. Um, few interesting. I thought the Monty Williams quote was let him orchestrate. I just let him orchestrate. I get out of the way of Chris Paul. I thought was really um, uh was really, really an interesting um, comment. Um, DeAndre Ayton was mammoth. Chris Paul's only played nine games in this month. Like, this is why Chris Paul is so great right now, is he's completely fresh. As the playoffs go on and on and on, they've gotten through series. He's only played nine games um, in a month. A few other notes for you. Uh, Mia Oni uh, made the Nigerian... Olympic team, so he'll play in Olympics. Epe uh, Udoka Azubuke did not. Epe Udo is actually on that team as well. Um, interesting little rumor floating around the league. Kevin Love to be bought out by Cleveland. It's not a bad fit for us as a backup center. Good shooter. Let's us play stretch five. He's pretty old. His knees don't entirely work, but if he's free, Brooklyn and the Lakers are being talked about as the most common team, but he does have a tie here. Uh, Adam Silver held his yearly... Uh, 
kind of state of the NBA. Uh, won no international tournaments this year. Play in tournaments to stay. Called the matchup of the Bucks and the Suns a dream matchup for the league. Thought that was really an interesting comment. They went out of his way. That's the parody that he's wanted. Um, expansion is not on the topic of agenda right now, which is too bad if you're in Seattle or Las Vegas. Um, and the last one, he questioned whether or not resting works, which I think is interesting in that. All right, let's get to the uh, some of your questions. Uh, from Marcus Spencer, this is a big question. Do How do we develop Donovan into a point guard? Well, I think some of it's just time. Um, but it could be, you know, you could, it could be difficult, right? Like it could be difficult on his teammates. It could be difficult on him. But Donovan's so bright. Donovan's such a student of the game. He's such a film study guy. I think it's something he can do. He's gotten better and better at it every year. He came with absolutely no background in point guard skills at all when he took when he joined the franchise. So I think it's something he can get better and better at and be and be better at throughout. Uh, if Conley doesn't stay, I think it would be interesting to play Boyan as we played him after Donovan's injury. And he averaged 23 in 50, 40, 90 splits. Um yeah, I mean, if if we lose Mike Conley, we need another dynamic scorer, and that's what Boyan would have to be. He did a great job without Mike and Donovan. Um, you know, the problem we saw in the playoffs is when suddenly you then could put Paul George on Boyan Bogdanovich and Kawhi Leonard on Donovan Mitchell or vice versa without that third ball handler and third scorer on the floor. What we've seen out of these some of these teams in the playoffs is the value of having a Reggie Jackson or, um, you know, a Brooke Lopez even, somebody who's been a number one scorer at some other point in their career to be able to take the burden off if guys are injured or just if teams are taking away. Those players are really, really valuable um, there. Brandon wonders if Dallas would want to sign and trade for Conley to get off Przingis. Right, but we'd have to be willing to take Przingis, and we may not be willing to do that. Like, I'm not sure we want Przingis for 30. I do know that Frankly, Justin Zanuck has always loved Chris Tapps Przingis from the very early on. Like Justin Zanuck told me about, and I don't know that means he wants him now, but to Justin Zanuck's credit as a general manager, Justin Zanuck told me about Chris Tapps Przingis like when he was a 16-year-old in Lithuania and he was going to go see him. He was incredible. And Del Toledo for a negative comment of the day. Conley and Mitchell backcourt too small. Conley one year older. Mitchell's a future point guard. Why sign him? Sign and trade the Lakers for Caldwell Pope and Kuzma. Del Toledo's always like throwing big bombs, daggers out there. Kind of love him for that. This is not actually crazy. Um, Mike Conley is way better than Caldwell Pope and Kyle Kuzma. Um, and so that's why you'd want to bring him back. But if Donovan is going to be your point guard, you do get bigger and you do get longer and you get deeper. And Kuzma and Caldwell Pope bring you something we don't have um, with athleticism and some toughness in Caldwell Pope. And if Joe's aging, it gives you some length. Um it's not actually like if we get boxed into this, it's not the worst scenario that you'd ever have. I would say that. Uh, thank you, Del Toledo. Thank you for everybody who joined us live. This has been Locked on Jazz right now. Go tell your smart device to listen to the most recent episode of podcast Locked on today. And remember, this will be YouTube only here shortly. So make sure you go follow and subscribe on Locked on Live on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Have a great one. And thanks for tuning in throughout the day on our podcast version of Locked on Jazz as well. The Locked on Podcast Network.